Hey everybody, I'm Jill. And this is Mel. And this is Mel and Jill Geek Out. Hi, Mel. Hey, Jill. Take two. <laughs> yeah, Jill forgot to uh, set up her audio output to the correct location. However, I'm going to give myself a pat on the back because I I caught it early. Cause we had just done the intro. Yes, because otherwise it could have been well into it. Yeah, and then it would have been future Mel problem for editing all of that out. Yeah, no, I don't want to do that to future Mel, so that's not fair. Future Mel appreciates you. <laughs> You're welcome, future Mel. <laughs> oh, so. Okay, I'm going to stop referring to a future version of me, myself, in the third person now. Oh, yeah, this is, we're getting real meta here. Real. Real meta. <laughs> oh gosh, guys. Tonight might be an interesting episode. You tell I mean, it's always an interesting episode. But I think we're the correct level of wacky. Oh, we're at the correct level for sure. Yeah. I know you're a little tired mixed with a little bit of a cold. Yes, I. if I sound a little different, I don't think I sound any different, but on the off chance I do, uh, I have a cold. You don't so. to me. You don't sound funny to me. I've been downing vitamin C for like hours. I'm keeping my fingers crossed for you. Thank you. It's, a, it's an early bed night tonight as well. Yeah. I'm the asshole keeping you awake, so. Yeah, you're fine. <laughs> If I mean, if I wasn't awake right now, I wouldn't have seen the TikTok telling me that Travis Kelsey scored a touchdown during the Chiefs Bills game. He's actively playing. I don't know who wins, but in his like touchdown dance, he made like a heart with his hands at Taylor in the stairs. Oh my god, I'm gonna die! It's so cute. Apparently, he also blew a kiss. Oh my god, I love it. That like oh. love is real, people. They make me so happy. I have never. I'm not one per, like a person who like gives a shit about like celebrity relationships or anything. If they don't stay together forever, get married, and have beautiful blue eyed babies, I might not be okay. I know. I feel the same way. Like. They just, they seem so good together. Just I know. like the perfect fucking fit that you didn't even like know that you needed, you know? <sighs> he worships the ground she walks on mm-hmm. and he makes her laugh. I don't know if there's a more perfect pairing in the entire world. I, yeah. I mean, it is just... Oh, just it makes me so happy. <laughs> yeah, I need it to happen. I need it to be real. I need it to be forever. I just I need this to be able to be the sh- 
shining light of what love can be in the world. I have officially decided to become a Chiefs fan, by the way. <laughs> just just now in the moment. I mean, not in the moment, but like it was headed that way. But I feel like it's just been solidified lately. Okay, mm-hmm. I'll I'm gonna retract that for just a second or qualify or amend. Um as long as Travis Kelsey is at the Chiefs. So <laughs> where I am a Travis Kelsey fan, so where Travis Kelsey goes, that'll be the team. That'll be the team that I, I mean, follow. Honestly, the Chiefs are a, a great organization to be a fan of. They are a very stand-up football team, football club. Um it, it it's not a terrible choice of, of yeah. teams to pick as your favorite. I agree. I have good friends who are massive Chiefs fans, which ironically, um, one of the couple is also a massive Swifty, and it's not the one you would think it would be. Um, so, <laughs> but it's it just seems like a perfect fit, you know. Like mm-hmm. they are huge. Kansas City fans and one's a huge Swifty. I'm a huge Swifty. Travis Kelsey. It just it just seems like the universe wants me to be a Chiefs fan. That's all I'm saying. It does seem that way. It, it does. does. It does seem that way. It does. It, it does. I just I'm totally happy if the if Kansas City goes far into the postseason and. I have a question for you. I have hopefully we'll have an answer. So would you care this much if you weren't a Taylor Swift fan? I'm thinking about that. I probably would not care as much. Being a Swifty makes it better because I both like Travis Kelsey and Jason Kelsey from like the documentary about oh, Jason yeah. Yeah. and the their New Heights podcast. I've also always kind of leaned towards being a Kansas City fan. My brother has loved Kansas City for years, like since like teenage years. He's been a Kansas City fan. And my husband's stepfather actually used to do stats for Kansas City. So there's a lot of like deep seated leanings towards Kansas City in my life. So I've always kind of had like a little soft spot for that team. Um, So, yeah, I think being a Swifty makes it even better, though. I'm just going to take a little bit of credit here because I don't think that you were a Swifty pre-November 2022. I, I would not have labeled myself as Swifty. No, there was like, I, I liked Taylor Swift songs, songs. Yes. Mm-hmm. but I, and I, I thought she was an amazing artist. I thought she was an cr- incredible lyricist. I thought she was, you know, a brilliant woman deserving of all of the accolades that she had acquired, but I, I wouldn't have called myself a Swifty. I am now a Swifty. I'm taking credit for that. <laughs> please do please please do it's a fun place to be the swifty community seems pretty warm and embracing and very uh 
what is the opposite of gatekeeping? I don't know. Like you say, hey, I want to learn more about Taylor Swift. And it's like, here's all of the information you could ever ask for yeah. and <laughs> shoved at you. And there's so many. You're guaranteed to find a Swifty who loves something just as much as you do. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Like. I listened to the Taylor's version of 1989 for like a month straight. It's so good. I only put on other artists when other people are in the car. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not that bad. Oh, I'm not bad. I'm not. I'm not that bad. It's like when speak. Go ahead. I was going to say when the speak now vault tracks dropped and she has that song with fallout boy uh-huh. who is like, I've been a fallout boy fan since I was like 14 years old. I'm like, I've, I've loved them for years. Amazing. Um, I was obsessed. <laughs> I was obsessed with the song. That I, that's how I felt about 1989. Like I just mm-hmm. Midnight's I mean, I know it's not a re-release, but it's like great. oh my god, I played that. That is probably why I got that Spotify like you like to listen through the album. Cause I did. I played that album on fucking repeat. I know, and like I really want to dive more into reputation because like I really like a lot of the songs there, but I also don't want to give money to Scooter exactly. Braun. Oh, same. So I really only play like two or three of them because I just have to listen to them. But mm. I, but I'm so with you. Like I cannot wait to not stream that version. I cannot I I almost wish that like once debut and reputation are released as like the Taylor's version, I just want Spotify to take the old versions off. Like I don't even want it to be an option. That would be nice. <laughs> yeah. I don't even want to accidentally stream the wrong version. Yeah. No, definitely yeah, not. I I yeah, Lover is a really great album. 1989 <sighs> is an amazing album. Lover, I know Lover has a soft spot in your heart. It does. It has a big soft spot in my heart. I love that one. That was my hands down favorite until Midnight's came out. And then it was yeah. Midnight's. I don't like dislike folklore and Evermore. They're just they're not really my vibe. Yeah. Same. Same. I'm with you. So not totally my vibe. Um, so yeah, I thanks to Jill, I am now a Swifty and an F1 fan, and I'm sure she will make me a fan of many more things as we go through this podcast. Well, here's one of them. We're <laughs> yes, about to what, start. A, what a great transition, Melissa. Thank you. <laughs> it was. What a wonderful transition. So one of the reasons that we, this was one of the reasons that we started the podcast. Like this was my version mm-hmm. of Melissa's reason. Um, you may have heard this story before, but Melissa was like, oh my God, you have to read these books because I have to talk to someone about them. Thus read Akatar and then entered into like a 15 book cult. Um, 
You're welcome. Yes, it's um, I'm happy to be here. <laughs> so <laughs> it's the best MLM you'll ever join. It is. <laughs> um, and then my version was Vanderpump Rules. So here we are. Here we go. So I have not seen a single episode of VPR except for the three reunion episodes for season 10. Yes. Now, friends and family listening, we are going to try to remedy that before the season premiere starts. I'm working on it. They Bravo has an official list of episodes that you should watch. Um, and I'm going to briefly very very briefly touch on things because it is 10 seasons worth of intricate friend drama and we could spend months doing that shit okay <laughs> we don't yeah. have time we could have an entire podcast just about exclusively VPR. on vpr absolutely and arguably a lot of the things that we talk about are that way so like Forgive me if I don't go into like all the details because I feel like we just can't sometimes. So mm -hmm. we're going to skim some stuff. But so I I have promised to take said list from Bravo and watch those episodes before season 11 starts. I think I don't think it's necessarily like soup. Do I think it will give you so much more context as to what you're watching when you watch it? Absolutely. Is it a thousand percent crucial? Like if you kind of understood what happened with Scandaval, could you move forward with season 11? Probably. You'll be lost mm -hmm. in some of the other storylines, but you know, it's not totally out of your depth of understanding. So, yeah. um, I do recommend you do it. So head on over to Bravo, find that list and watch it if you can. So let's kind of get into it a little bit. <sighs> so Vanderpump Rules is a show about a group of employees at Sir. Sir is owned by Lisa Vanderpump, who at the time was on Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. Okay. Now, Real Housewives at this point was an established franchise, right? They had several cities. And this was kind of like the creme de la creme at that point because these were actual famous people. They weren't like, <laughs> they weren't you know, rich people in a city. These were well-known people like Camille Grammer was a well-known person and she was on these things. Um, but anyway, Lisa Vanderpump had Brandy Glanville on. She was also a housewife for those who don't know her husband or a recently divorced husband at the time was Eddie Cibrian. He met his now wife, Leanne Rimes, who is a country singer turned 
Hallmark movie actress, lifetime movie actress. She met Eddie Cibrian on set. They were both married to other people and ran away together. They have been married for a very long time at this point. Now, it came out when that happened that he had actually been cheating on her with a lot of people. One of those people was Sheena Shea. <laughs> Your face. <laughs> Did you know that? No. You didn't know that? Oh, yeah. Oh, it's great. So uh. this is how we actually get introduced to VPR because it's the episode. It's a Beverly Hills episode. The end of the Beverly Hills episode, Sheena sits down with Brandy Glanville and they have a confrontation because Sheena went on a news podcast and talked about how embarrassing it was to find out on the news that she had been cheated on. And I was like, bitch, you were one of the mistresses. You were the other woman. Okay. So sorry for the interruption, children. <laughs> so, so yeah, um, they're sitting down, they're having a confrontation over this. It's like, bitch, you were a mistress. You have absolutely no right to be on a TV show talking about how fucking embarrassed you were. And how old was Sheena at the time? Like, oh, 21, 22? 20 something, 20 something. Um, and so then she gets up from the table and they follow her into the restaurant. And then that's where you meet the rest of the cast, because this is where the group is. And the thing about this show and they like they you can ask the cast members, because at the time, this entire cast member, they were a real group of friends. They were actually friends. They actually hung out with each other. They actually worked at this restaurant. So this was like the office set in a fucking restaurant with hot 20 something year olds who are all model level attractiveness. Yeah. And then just the insanity of L.A. in the early 2000s. Mm. And add that you're at a fucking restaurant. Have you ever worked at a Mm -hmm. restaurant? I have not. I've worked around restaurants, so I've worked at hotels, but I've never been like a server or a wait a hostess or anything. Did you ever see the show, the movie Waiting? Okay, we need to add it to the list because that is like a very real experience to me as a server. It's absolute insanity okay because you're surrounded by alcohol it's absolute alcohol fueled insanity Mm -hmm. you're surrounded by like because you have the age dynamics because you've got young hot 20 something girls who are stupid and naive with these older bartenders who are a lot older than these other girls who you know are just fucking around on everybody so it's it's a very incestuous group of friends. So there are other cast members, but this is like the main core that you're going to see and hear about over the next season. So original OG cast from like day one, season one, two ish, right? Lisa Vanderpump is the restaurant owner. 
husband is Ken. I don't, I don't remember if they have the same last name. I feel like they don't. I just remember Ken and the fucking dogs. Um, she carries around these little dogs. I can't. Uh, Jiggy was one of them. I remember when she first came out and was super popular. Then we have Tom Sandoval. There are two Toms on this shows. So I'm going to like try to permanently refer to them each as their last name just to keep everybody straight. So Sandoval and Kristen Doty were an item. Then we have Jax Taylor and Stassi Schroeder. Katie Maloney and Tom Schwartz. So henceforth known as Schwartz. Then we have Ariana Maddox. She is a single but besties with Sheena Shea and who I mentioned is the former mistress of Eddie Cibrian. So then shortly after we are going to meet in the next couple of seasons, James Kennedy. He was introduced by Kristen Doty. She he was like her boy toy slash busser at sir um he's british and apparently is also like family friends with lisa vanderpump so they she puts up with a lot of bullshit from james kennedy over the years that i think most employers would not put up with (laughs) um eventually james will be the one to bring raquel levis onto the show as his girlfriend, eventual fiance, and then they break up um, in like a couple seasons before we see each other. But that is how Raquel ends up on the show. Additional information, Raquel was a fan of the show. Okay. Okay. And admitted- How did she meet James? Do we know? I don't know, but I'm pretty sure like it, she was a known fan and Katie Maloney has come out and like straight up said she was a fan who clawed her way onto the show. So, yeah, um, we also have Lala Kent, who has not really been mentioned in all of this yet. Um, Lala came on in like season four. She was a hostess. She's fucking stunning. Like she was. Mm -hmm. She's great with the plastic surgery, in my opinion, because I don't think she overdoes it. I think she knows just when to stop. And it's all very accentuating natural. Now, I say that having not seen her in person, because sometimes people who look great in pictures look real scary in person. So Mm -hmm. who knows? But anyway. She was gorgeous when she started. Um, And it became clear soon that she was seeing a married guy, a taken person, but that he was someone who was relatively important in the movie industry, but Mm -hmm. wouldn't confirm. She made jokes over the years about like giving blowjobs for private jets and shit like that. Um, was given a car, a very high-end car by this dude. Um, We eventually come to learn that that is now-disgraced producer Randall Emmett. Gross, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. He's gross. He's so gross. Um, Now, 
I don't want to get too much into Lala's story because I think we might hear more of it in season 11. Um, from what I have heard on her podcast, like it was actually like a really difficult situation. And I think she truly cared about him as weird as that fucking sounds because the way she looks and the way he looks and like how slimy he is like her whole family was seal of approval on this. So he had everybody fooled and he turned out to be like an absolute alleged psycho. So yeah. <laughs> Fun. So I think we'll learn more about that. She's had to be, and don't they have a daughter? They together? do. Yes. Her name's ocean. Um, I think a o- lot of ocean. Why we- yes. Yeah. Okay, I'm putting Ocean on the list with Nick's for list of dumb names I've heard today. I'm pretty sure Sheena's kid also has a terrible name, too. Um, but, man, and Jackson and Brittany have a kid around the same age, too. They all have kids. Um, Stassi and her husband. Stassi's no longer on the show, but I'll give you all a quick update. She married Bo, um, and they have Harper. And then they just have either she is pregnant or have just had another one. And I believe it's a boy. So. But yeah, she was my favorite anyway. (laughs) So any questions so far before we like move on? That's a lot of people Mm -hmm. to keep straight. But I will do my best. Okay, I'm pretty good. I'm pre- I, if I can keep Fourth Wing, all of Throne of Glass, Crescent City, Akatar straight in my head, I feel like I can do this. I think you will, especially when you watch the episodes, like the the musty episodes. You will be straight on who's who. Randall, maybe not so much. I don't know how much he plays into those episodes, like in the later seasons, mm-hmm. but that's you know we can fill you in later is he ever like actually on the show or is he just like referenced yes um i want to say it's like it's got to be it's the later seasons and i stopped watching around this time stassi Mm -hmm. left the show and she was my favorite well she didn't leave the show she was fired she made some like not great choices and granted she took the consequences so fair enough um but she left the show and it just didn't feel the same to me. It just wasn't as entertaining. I wasn't as interested. And they had also fired quite a lot of the original cast and brought in these new people. And it just, I don't know. It didn't jive with me. So I kind of left, but apparently he was on the seasons like heavily for a little Mm. while. So interesting. Okay. Yeah. Any other questions? I don't think so. Okay. Not at the moment. But we're gonna we're gonna get into the meat and the potatoes of this yep. convo. We're gonna we're gonna get in right now. So just to kind of slightly set the scene for everybody, this is spring 2023. Um they are close to, they are filming season three. Um finishing season 10. Excuse me, yes, season 10. They are finishing up season filming season 10 um katie and schwartz have gotten divorced at this point they started the show married yeah i was gonna say 
they started the show as a couple, um, <laughs> got engaged, got married, and then have now divorced on the show. Why did they get divorced? Because Schwartz is a fucking wet blanket and literally cares about Sandoval more than anyone else. Katie was the absolute last priority in his life. And I'm not saying Katie's innocent. Like she definitely had her own issues, Um, especially like in the early years. Like they used to call her like tequila Katie. She used to drink a lot and like had some substance issues. I think it was a product of like our generation where you're not really taught how to drink appropriately. Like you just go out and you get fucking hammered. And then at Mm -hmm. some point in your life, you figure out like that's not a great way to do things. And I feel like she's gotten there. She's done a lot of growing up and Schwartz never grew up. Schwartz is fucking Peter Pan. Mm -hmm. He's never going to grow up. And he's so far up Sandoval's asshole. It's disgusting. I mean, it's, and and you'll find out why here in a minute. So, okay. it, yeah. How how long ago did they get divorced before like the season ten stuff? It was like, well. So Scandaval breaks. I'm like I'm gonna say when this happens. Scandaval breaks literally days after they finished filming. Literal days. Now. Season 10, the beginning of season 10, they were freshly divorced. Like, beginning of filming, they were freshly divorced. Lala was also freshly divorced and going through a custody battle and really could not talk about any of it going on. So, Mm -hmm. this was all, like, to be perfectly honest with you, season 10 was kind of boring. Like, yeah. If you're watching it without the context of Scandaval, it's real fucking boring. Some weird shit's like, man, that's kind of odd. But without like, but when you put the Scandaval lens on, it's salacious, in my opinion. So. Also, Tom and Ariana have at this point, just for slight background, they're what you would call millennial married they aren't married, married, but they own a house, a several million, like I, I was like a $1.2 million house in the Valley. Um, it's a gorgeous house and they own businesses together. They have a cocktail book together. Um, they share a life. Like they have said, like they don't want children, like they don't want children, but they have discussed children now, like because Sandoval is starting to, indicate that he wants those things. Um, but for all intents and purposes, these two are married. Okay. Now I mentioned when oh, did they get together though? At the season two reunion, it was announced that Tom and Ariana were now officially a couple. Now, what happened in season two at the beginning of season two, Sandoval was with Kristen. Okay. Yeah. And there were lots of rumors about Tom and Ariana. Or excuse me, Sandoval and Ariana. Ariana was coming over from Villa Blanca, which is one of Lisa Vanderpump's other restaurants. 
She was the new bartender at Sir, and she and Tom had been friends for four years. They were good friends. Big deal made about how they're friends. Kristen, granted, is an absolute psycho. This is a woman in her early 20s who is off the fucking rails, okay? She took psycho girlfriend to a, a, like, a level. (laughs) But... In my opinion, she rightfully had a a reason to be worried. Mm-hmm. It was odd the way Tom talked about her. And it was just like, mm, something's suspect. But also while this is going on, Kristen was accused of sleeping with Jack's Stassi's boyfriend. Oh, yeah. There's this whole scene where Stassi straight up fucking slaps Kristen. Uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, it is epic reality TV. Okay. It was oh my great. God. So at the end of basically what you learn in the end of season two is that in fact, both of those things fucking happened. Jax and Kristen did fuck while Stassi was asleep in the other room on a couch. You shitting me. No. And then. I wish you guys could see my face because it's got to be good. Then it also comes out that Tom and Ariana, they were like, Tom Tom was such bullshit. He was like, yeah, I mean, me and Ariana made out in a pool like four years ago at the Golden Nugget. I mean, yeah, that happened. So, uh, yeah, to me, you fucking cheated I, because I don't believe yeah. you. I don't fucking believe you. It also comes out like later in Scandal. This is so down the road, but it's like my nudes. I'm going to say it now. Like Ariana has helped him cover up his own cheating before. It comes out in the reunion that she helped him do that. So I 1000% believe that those two were absolutely fucking while he was with Kristen and she just covered for him. Now, here's the thing. Everyone loves to throw this out here that like, why is Ariana so upset? You lot like you lose him how you got him. Now, Kristen has come out and said, like, at the time, was I angry and hurt? Absolutely. But like Tom or excuse me, Sandoval and Kristen were apparently incredibly toxic to each other. That had not been the first time that both of them had cheated. So to Kristen, this wasn't the same level of relationship. They had been with each other for a few years. Yes, but they were both toxic and terrible to each other. They were both. And she has come out and said, like, she admitted to her own shit. Now, to me, I agree. It was like a stupid, trivial, like toxic early 20s relationship. Yeah, they shouldn't have been together. Now, to me, Sandoval and Ariana, that's a totally different story. These people were, like I said, for all intents and purposes, married. Okay. Yeah. They had been together for about 10 years at this point. When this apparently all started. So I'm kind of going from what, where it all started for me, because I had not watched in a few years and this was so not on my radar at all. 
Um, March 3rd, Scandaval breaks. Literally days after season 10 wraps filming. It was so big. This shit was on CNN, guys. CNN. I'm not kidding. Major news network mm-hmm. for reality TV show couple breakup. It's insane. Celebrities were taking sides, taking Ariana's side, for the record. Um, Sandoval was like one of the most hated people on the fucking planet. It was insane. I feel like he still is. Oh, he is. He is. But I feel like it was like so active at that point, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. We, immediately like everyone is also really shocked by this like nobody saw it coming in my opinion we find out later that like it there were signs but i don't think that the general public was aware of those it was a much more localized thing but start immediately hearing rumors that sheena punched raquel because that night they had been on watch what happened or excuse me on march 1st they had been on watch what happens live and that was the night that ariana found out so tom was performing at the bar with his band tom and the most extras at tom tom in la raquel and sheena are on watch what happens live at annie cohen's in new york Tom's playing. His phone falls out of his pocket. Ariana picks it up. She says, call it woman's intuition. What have you? I just had this gut feeling that I needed to look. And she did. And she found a screen recording of a FaceTime between Sandoval and Raquel. And they were having phone sex. Like, why do you, why do you keep that? Well, and then here's the other bit. Uh, Raquel sent a cease and desist shortly after this news came out because I think she thought people were going to like sell it or spread it around. Supposedly she was not aware that it was recorded, that she didn't know that that was happening. Um, I don't know how true that is or not. It was never like directly addressed from what I can remember. So over the next few weeks, details just start to fucking leak and this was the best time in my life it was like watching reality tv in real time i i mean i remember you telling me a little bit about this as stuff you were like do you watch vpr i'm like no and you're like i'm gonna tell you anyway and you would tell me things i'm like i don't know who any of these people are but this sounds pretty juicy it It was insane. Like, it was just like every few days, new pieces of information would come out. And like to the point where I mean, at the time, I could tell you every fucking detail. I can't really remember anymore. The ones that really stick with me were things like the lightning bolt necklace, which you see on like it's like episode 13. You see her buy it. And you come to find out, and this eventually gets confirmed through various ways, but like you come to find out that was an intentional purpose. That was their like way of signaling to each other that they were thinking about the other part. Yeah, it 
It was disgusting. Well, and then, you know, she went to BravoCon and the, the girl shows up in a Tom Tom sweatshirt, thigh high boots and nothing else. She had no pants on. And it was just like, and it, it was a little, I mean, it was weird, but like, it was also this odd vibe between the three of them because Mm -hmm. you very much were fed this line of like Ariana and Raquel are really good friends. And like Ariana is one of Raquel's very best friends, especially in this group. And it's, you see them, the two of them as a couple support her. And Mm -hmm. be there for her because that was the other thing I didn't mention, like, or maybe I did. I don't remember about her and James. Like she was brought on as James' girlfriend. They dated for a few years. They got engaged and then they broke up not too long after. And there's like a lot of back and forth about their relationship as well. There have been comments made about her family supposedly making remarks about it just kind of being for TV and it's not real. But then there are also claims on Raquel's side that he's abusive, which I don't and I'm not discounting. Um, He's definitely verbally abusive. Um, It seems to me that he recognizes he has an issue and is working on it. Now, granted, it's like a two steps forward, three steps back type thing for him. But I feel like that's anyone who's struggling with sobriety and like difficult mental health issues, which he seems to be and has admitted to. Not an excuse to treat anybody like shit. That's not what I'm saying at all. But him and Lala are kind of the people on the show who are like actively trying to better themselves in that respect it seems but then you know james says shit so out of pocket sometimes it's like okay i take back what i said you know like now i'll tell you that kid is funny as fuck though oh his one-liners just no filter no filter but the one-liners that come out of his mouth are just epic Oh, yeah. He's a worm with a mustache. Like, I, oh, my God, I fucking died. He says this at the reunion. If you haven't watched the reunions, do yourself a favor and go buy Peacock for a month and watch it. It's Mm -hmm. they got an Emmy nom for it. Like, that's how good it is. It's crazy. TLC, take note. For real. There's no way that Cody Brown could handle a VPR reunion. That was the most brutal reunion I have ever seen in my entire life. Like that is what, if you've ever been so angry at somebody and you just have the urge to absolutely eviscerate them with your words, that was it. Mm -hmm. That was it. Like, I, I, Bravo is not afraid of putting people in a room together who fucking despise each other and just seeing what happens. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, it was just phenomenal television. And the fact that Ariana looked so goddamn good, too. And Sandoval looked like a shell. Uh, Just 
Ugh. Yeah, he was a mess. He was. You could tell he was a mess. And it was great watching his fucking story crumble. Absolutely. Oh, his entire facade unraveled in front of him. Yeah. Because, like, all of, like, the, the lies started falling apart. Yep. And he was, you could tell, too, and it was, like, There was interactions between him and Raquel, and you could definitely see that there was a power dynamic there that wasn't good. Mm-hmm. And he was so you could see that when they had to keep them separate, because Bravo would not let them film without a mic. They're like, if you're gonna be together, there's gonna be a mic there. And mm-hmm. We come to find out much later that that was very much because Tom was worried about making sure that Raquel was going to stick to the timeline because Schwartz didn't at the reunion. Mm -hmm. Schwartz admitted that he knew well before he knew the original story he was telling everyone was that he found out in like January. He knew back in August. So, Mm -hmm. well, at the time. At this at the at the reunion, he was like admitting to August. Um, but also we come like in between reunion, like we come to find out some more stuff, and I'm just gonna throw like random shit out there as well. Um Sandoval took Raquel over Christmas to visit his family and meet his family. So Sandoval's family was fully aware that he was cheating on Ariana and let that girl come and stay with them. And it happened more than once. Um, Also Sandoval and Schwartz would go out together. So Sandoval and Schwartz were on a ski trip and supposedly According to Schwartz, Sandoval surprised. Oh, surprise. I flew Raquel out here and then they brought Joe out. And it's like, no, you two went on a fucking double date vacation, motherfucker. Like, do you Mm -hmm. do you think America is stupid? No. (laughs) It's insane. But didn't Schwartz and Raquel make out in Mexico? Yes, that was the other that was a storyline in season 10. Katie got really upset because she had expressed like to Schwartz, I don't care who you date. Just don't date anybody in the friend group, which I feel like is an entirely reasonable. That's reasonable. Mm -hmm. Um, Do what you want. Just don't dip your pen in the company ink. Like how fucking hard is that? It's their job. Like, don't make it awkward. Couldn't do it. So, yeah, they did. They made out at Sheena and Brock's wedding in Mexico in a pool. What is with pools and this crew? Yep. So we're going to come back to that. Okay. So just remind me if I forget. Oh, I will. All right. So essentially at the reunion, like everyone lit into Sandoval. They also lit into Schwartz a little bit, but Raquel and Sandoval got the absolute worst of it. But you could see Raquel's fucking wheels start to turn. Um, mm-hmm. it, there's like in the biggest twist that I didn't see coming was the last reunion episode comes out and 
Raquel comes on and confirms a whole bunch of shit and absolutely throws Sandoval <laughs> under the fucking bus. It's like the next day she comes back yeah. and has a conversation yep. with the producers. She admitted to sleeping with Sandoval in Ariana's house while she was asleep upstairs, while she was gone for her grandmother's funeral, while she was like mourning her, like, having to put down her beloved dog. Like this girl who was supposedly one of her best friends. <laughs> And they they sat there and tried to defend it on the reunion. Like, well, you've all cheated. And that's very well fucking true. Everyone in that room, I think with the exception of Katie, has cheated. But as I mentioned earlier, to me, the biggest difference is that like none of those things were affairs, first of all, with other cast members. They were one night stand, drunken bullshit over meaningless, not important relationships. They were not seven month long affairs with your theoretical, for lack of a better term, wife's very good friend. You don't do that. And they just did not seem to understand that. So post reunion, immediately post reunion stuff, the trickle slows, but things still kind of, come out a lot of the cast members have podcasts they go on they spill as much tea as they legally can because i am sure bravo locked them down as quickly as they could so that they get included on the show um i will say this and then we'll move on to some of the other cast members raquel immediately checks into a trauma therapy center like a mental health facility and then goes basically fucking silent and we don't hear from her until not that long ago i mean we don't hear from her but sandoval does sandoval does sandoval does and we'll get there so we're gonna kind of touch on each of them and give you kind of exactly where we're at at the moment um and this is again not a ton of details so If I'm wrong or miss something, my apologies. So Sheena, um, good as gold, had a little bit of a resurgence. Um, For those of you who don't know, this was her bop from season like two or three. I don't really remember. Um, It was awful then. It was a great like throwback piece this time. And the fact that they brought Ariana and Lala into it, it was very catchy. It was very catchy. Um, and then she also kind of tried to like take some of the limelight about how, like how hurt she was because she was such good friends with Sandoval and she was like traumatized from it. And I was like, girl, this, it felt like she's trying to make it about you. No, it's not. Um, and she now seems to have forgiven Sandoval. She was seen and filmed being like relatively friendly with him and hanging out with him at this year's Bravo con. So I don't know. Mm. We shall see. No, not on board with this. Sandoval needs to have no friends. Um, yeah, she's also like newlywed. Um, they have the baby. They live in 
Palm Springs now, um, and Lala is her neighbor. Hmm. Lala recently bought a house there. But um, don't they like not like each other that much? They didn't used to. They are good friends now. I am. Oh, I, okay. The, the divorce from Randall really, like, I think did a number on Lala, and she really got some support from the other cast members. So I think that changed some of the dynamics a little, at least for a little while. Hopefully she doesn't regret it because Jesus Christ, would that fucking suck? Mm-hmm. Um, so Katie apparently dipped her toe in the lady pond a little bit and her and Schwartz were kissing the same woman, apparently. Um, I think we'll see this play that, out on the season, so who knows? <laughs> that sounds messy. Yes. Um, other than that, haven't heard much about Katie. We'll get to something about her, which I feel like is a Katie-Ariana mix. Um, Lala, I haven't heard much from. She still does her, like, Amazon Live stuff. She answers questions, but nothing major. Um, same with James Kennedy. He ended up with Raquel and his dog, Graham. There was some drama there. Um, he's also just funny. He just comes up with hysterical <laughs> shit like, you know, Jack's Sandoval's a liar. That's what it was. I don't even think he's allowed mm-hmm. to play that song anymore, but it was fire. <laughs> it was very good. <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, other than that, like nothing crazy. So Jackson and Kristen, Jax didn't make, well, I mean, I guess he kind of made an appearance on the show. He did like a rewatch with Britney. They mm-hmm. they did that, but they weren't like on the show on the show. But Kristen Doty did make an appearance on the show because she hadn't been on in several years. So um, people were speculating that they were going to come back, which if I'm being honest, it doesn't make sense. No one anymore. Literally no one works at Vanderpump Rules anymore. This doesn't fit anymore. Mm-hmm. So I wouldn't be surprised if this was the last season of Vanderpump Rules, if I'm being super, super duper honest. Um, It doesn't fit anymore. They need to find a different thing, Um, Mm -hmm. which kind of goes with what Jackson Kristen did. They're in, quote, the valley. The issue is Jackson Kristen aren't friends, and I know they're not friends. And now you're also bringing in the Valley neighbors who I don't know who the fuck these people are. I don't care about that. I want to see like an actual group of friends. Like, Mm -hmm. I I don't want to see a fake TV show group of friends put together. So. Yeah, it doesn't look interesting to me, but it could be great. You never know. Maybe. Maybe it will. Because Jax is good television. But honestly, I feel like he's grown as a good person. And so I feel I want him to continue that. And I don't want reality TV to like derail it. Something about her is the sandwich shop Mm -hmm. that Ariana and Katie are trying to open. And unfortunately, as of January 2024, it's still not open. It's still. I don't know. So in the last season, I don't really know what the holdups were, but then there seemed to be a lot of progress in between the seasons. Um, they remodeled the the front, they remodeled the inside, but like they even did some filming in there. 
Mm-hmm. But the sandwich shop isn't open. Like people, it's on TikTok. Like people go by regularly to see. People are now starting yeah, to claim that a it's a like Californian it's just a set. Who I don't has never done like business. I don't permit know or if anything, that's true, but, like, but I also see people commenting about how it like can be a bitch. There's a lot of red stuff tape. Is like a real bitch in West Hollywood. So me, I don't know. It's super possible. It looks like it's literally ready to roll. But you're not in there, so I don't know. I hope they open. I really do. Um, maybe there's something that will be in the upcoming season about it. I'm sure there will be. So, but also at the reunion, they they had mentioned about how like fans really tried to rally behind Ariana, and they ended up making like over 200 grand on something about her merch, and the store wasn't even fucking open. Um, on top of that. They did the same thing again. Sandoval made a totally disgusting comment about how like he didn't find sex with Ariana appealing because she would wear a T-shirt. And he was like, oh, yeah, that's real sexy, which fuck you. But I love the way Ariana handled it because they turned around and they made it into a fucking T-shirt. And it says, fuck me in this T-shirt. And it has her face on it with like some claws, but it looks like a rock band shirt. It really does. Like you kind of can't even read the like, fuck me in this t-shirt bit. Like you really kind of have to look at it. I love it so much that I bought one. And can I say it is like one of the softest shirts that I own. I love it. I also bought and am wearing actually under this sweatshirt lala was also served with i totally forgot about this lala was served with a cease and desist from raquel as well i don't even remember but it was so fucking funny because she is so famous for like popping off on instagram and just absolutely losing it with zero filter and she did she lost it and she's like basically telling Raquel she's a fucking idiot because you don't send restraining orders to someone's personal email. You send it to their lawyer and you do this. And she was like, her lawyer's name is Daryl, apparently. And she's like, send it to Daryl. You send it to fucking Daryl, which at the time was just so goddamn funny to me. I like I couldn't help it. I don't think I've ever bought merch from a like a reality show. I've bought two now. Well, my husband did. He bought me because I was like, I want this. So I have the send it to Daryl sweatshirt. <laughs> send it to Daryl. Send it to Daryl. So anyway, um, so that kind of brings us to the big three players that we're looking at. So Sandoval also went on a bit of a social media hiatus for a little bit, has toured with his band, Tom and the Most Extras, did his own little like mental health retreat, which it's just all bullshit. It's all fucking bullshit. He was like dating different women in all the cities that he went to. Um, He also did a show called Special Forces, World's Toughest Test. A fellow contestant, Jojo Siwa. Also threw him over her shoulder like a fucking fireman carry. Like it was great. Yeah, she straight up fireman carried his ass 
like it was nothing. He should yep. feel small and yes. she should feel great. Yes. A thousand percent. You hit that <laughs> nail on the head. So he kind of finally broke his silence about the whole thing in the most bizarre way possible. He talked to Howie Mandel. Why? Don't. So it seemed very random, right? It's like, where the fuck did that come from? Turns out one of his bandmates, his wife, works for Howie Mandel's podcast. So what everybody very clearly, if you listened to the part, like basically they let him come on and they were like, we won't challenge you on a single thing. You can come on and tell your story. And it was the most embarrassing fucking inter- like I Howie Mandel should be embarrassed. Truly. It was an awful, awful interview. He didn't he admitted to not having any context about the situation at all. Literally took Sandoval word for like for his word. Whatever he said, Howie totally just was like, okay, cool. No. That's bad journalism. Like I know maybe he's not a journalist, but like you're interviewing somebody. You don't it it was just it was trash. And his daughter is a fan of the show, and you could see her sitting there just like dying to call him out, but she couldn't. Cause how he'd agreed to let him say whatever the fuck he wanted. Way to sell out. Yeah. Way to give the shitty person the platform. Oh, yeah. So then Ariana, totally different story. She relatively soon after starts dating someone um, named Daniel Way. Why? We're not sure exactly how to pronounce his last name. Fitness trainer seems like a great guy. Everyone seems to approve him. He seems to be super into her. Um, And she has a very busy lifestyle these past few months. Mm Mm-hmm. She did Dancing with the Stars, um, and she eventually placed third, which is pretty dang good, mm-hmm. in my opinion. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. She's had a shitload of endorsements. Um, like, she's gotten a bunch of commercials and brand deals, um, and has recently, and actually I think it just started, if I'm not mistaken, she's making her Broadway debut as Roxy Hart in Chicago. So she's killing the game. Yes, she's absolutely fucking killing it. And it's crazy because I don't know, I can't think of many, if any, reality stars that have crossed over to like mainstream things and done well so i really hope broadway does well for her um small update but her between her and tom they still live together still um it kind of comes down to the house which is exactly what i thought the problem was tom doesn't want to sell tom wants the house and he refuses but he can't he does he can't afford to buy Ariana out. So he's just fucking sitting on it. So um, if I'm not mistaken, Ariana has filed paperwork to basically force him to sell. I don't know how it'll work out. But yeah, they are still fucking living together. Mm-hmm. 
That's and a that mess. that brings us... Yeah, oh yeah. Could you imagine? No. No, thank you. N- no. Apparently, they, like, communicate between their assistants. I mean, yeah, because how... I'm not going to talk to him. I never want to see him again. No. No. Oh, and she made that clear in the epic line. Like... <laughs> What do you want from me? To die. (laughs) (laughs) So that brings us back to Raquel slash Rachel. I won't lie. I may use that name interchangeably. For those of you who don't understand why, Raquel is also Rachel. They're the same person. Raquel's real legal name is Rachel and this was kind of mean in my opinion. They like made a comment about how like, oh, you wanted to feel special. So you changed your name to Raquel. And she's like, well, yeah, I did want to feel special, which of course you do. That's why you change your fucking name. I don't see a huge issue with her going off to college or going to high school and deciding I want to go by this name. I don't, I don't think it's that deep. Like some people really tried to like make it some narcissistic move. And I'm like, it was a kid. She literally just didn't want to be the fifth Rachel in the class. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> so anyway, she checks into the mental health facility. Um, Ariana confirms that Tom is in contact with her because she was writing him letters. Mm-hmm. And also Ariana's on watch what happens live and talks about a postcard, a specific postcard and it's a fucking lightning bolt. Mm-hmm. Who do you think was who it was from? Oh, who was it from? Rachel. Oh, yeah. So we'll come back to that in just a second. So you really don't hear anything else. You hear some vague rumors from like negotiations to return for season 11. But ultimately, we hear Rachel is not coming back period end of story i mean i'm not mad about it i don't need to talk to her anymore here's the thing i agree to an extent because this is the move i don't agree with she announces a podcast and she's now reclaiming her name by the way she's going by rachel now so she has a podcast now called rachel goes rogue which is also a terrible fucking podcast because it's not a podcast so Mel fairly refuses to listen. I do. <laughs> Fair. But I feel like since this is my geek out thing, I have to be prepared and give you all the info that I can. Um, I listened to it and it's shit. But I will say this, like, because it really is. She's not talking that you and I are having a conversation. We have a point to this. That's not what is happening. She is being interviewed by the iHeart radio producers. So it's a radio show. Yeah. She is being, you can hear the producer ask her questions. She's not like telling a story. She is literally being interviewed. I didn't hear, I didn't listen to the first episode. I listened to episode two and where she really kind of gives out some fucking details. She confirms some things, divulges some info, um, which we'll get into in a second, but. Yeah, the iHeartRadio producers are are interviewing her, and I guess she mentioned that 
she didn't even want to show up. She almost didn't. And then she came in and was kind of like, I don't really know what to do. And so they just started asking her questions. And it's like, she did kind of do this tirade thing with Bethany Frankel about like how she was being taken advantage of by popular media and like reality stars are paid unfairly and treated unfairly. And like, to an extent, I understand what they're saying because there are some shows and some situations that people have been put in dangerous mm-hmm. situations. This is not and TMZ like no. sending paparazzi after her, though. No. She was like trying to claim like psychological issues. And I'm like, I'm sorry, you signed up for this. You did. Like, and most <sighs> t- reality TV shows, before you're ever able to be on them, you have to go through a psychological evaluation. Whether mm-hmm. that matters at all, you know, it depends on the show, but, but you most reality TV shows do need to make sure that you are not going to like go be batshit crazy with the yeah with what it's what's gonna happen no and it it's just like you to me it's a terrible choice it's like if you're gonna now several months later which the buzz around what has happened has like absolutely died down if you're gonna choose to tell your side of the story now like you missed the bullet you've missed the boat I'm sorry. The train you has left the just station. should have returned to the show. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The train left the station. Like, if you were going to wait this long, you should have just gone back to the show. Yeah. And it really supposedly came down to a paycheck issue. She wanted more money. And, I, like, I don't know. I don't think it's... I don't think it necessarily warranted this big, massive pay bump that she wanted, apparently. But Mm-mm. she goes on to confirm in this seat, in this episode two of Rachel goes rogue that Schwartz knew from day one, like to the point where like they were in the pool in Tom's backyard because he was locked out of the house. So she goes and hangs with him and they kiss and then they go and they have sex in her car. And then them. Yeah. And then the next morning, He calls her and she's like, we're supposed to film. I'm supposed to film with Ariana later. Like, what do I do? And Schwartz was on like listening to Sandoval tell her all this. She's like, he knew from the get go. Schwartz was their like safe haven. Like they absolutely used his place as a, a, a way to go. She was originally told to send letters to Schwartz's house when she went to the mental health facility. And then when Schwartz kind of backed off and was like, oh, I'm not really going to like we're taking a break right now. That's when he told her to send the letters to his house, to Sandoval's house, which in I think it was a setup. Mm -hmm. I really think it was a setup. It was Sandoval's way of keeping shit in the news, Mm -hmm. which is so disgusting. Like, she's literally in a mental health facility because, like, I'm sorry, the entire fucking country is coming down on me. I would also not be handling it well. Yeah, I I have no qualms with Rachel taking care of her mental health. 
she kind of put herself into the situation in my humble opinion mm-hmm. like the, you reap what you sow oh yeah and you oh yeah don't you get me wrong terrible like, choices. This is not ex- terrible choices terrible choices so um she confirms all that she confirms the postcard the lightning bolt postcard um what else did she say that Tom was, you know, seeing people while supposedly they were together while she was in the mental health facility. So she broke it off. Um, yeah, it it really to me. It made Sandoval look way worse. Mm-hmm. And I don't. He's a manipulative asshole. Uh, yeah, he's got some. It just made it so clear how manipulative he was. And like going, I I put on early VPR episodes, like preparing for this, even back then, like it's, it's just a rinse and repeat for him. Mm -hmm. It's just the same thing over and over again. Like there was even a mention about him and Ariana when he and Kristen were together, she read through their text messages and Ariana's response, like, send a message like, oh, I wish it was Coachella. And Tom was like, oh, yeah, me too. And she's like, well, we could do Coachella in my backyard with the boom box. And then fucking Raquel, guess who is on Tom's shoulders at fucking Coachella? Mm-hmm. And then again at the Life is Beautiful, Life is Beautiful Festival in Las Vegas later. Mm-hmm. Like. It's just rinse and repeat with this man. He's so manipulative and it was she's stupid and she made really bad choices. But it is so clear to me who was the manipulator in this situation. She was an idiot who got caught up with someone who is incredibly calculating. Yeah, he's like diabolical. People really were like trying to say that she was this big mastermind. I really don't think so. She's a naive idiot. Yeah, she's. Yeah, she doesn't have enough brain cells to have come up with a diabolical plan, but he needs the attention. He's a narcissist. So he wasn't getting the same level of attention being with Ariana anymore. So he did something different. It's like, why can't. Why can't you just be an adult and like break up like a normal fucking person? Because that would require maturity. And he hasn't done that since he was like 12, clearly. So I don't think he's done it ever. And do you know what the most like fucking ironic piece about all of this blowing up? Jack's fucking Taylor called this shit seasons ago seasons ago and it was funny because like again listening to early episodes Stassi's like Jax is a liar I know he's a liar and he is kind of a liar but when he gets caught he fesses up Mm -hmm. almost immediately but he also isn't a liar in the sense where he says some really out of pocket shit it's usually true it's usually true Mm-hmm. And Stasi is also really good at telling when Jax is lying and not lying. And they were he was the one that told about Tom and Ariana kissing. Mm-hmm. 
he was the one that instigated it. And it's funny because I've seen him do it season after season after season. He knows some bullshit. And he said it before. He's like, Tom is just a sleazy asshole. Mm-hmm. And he is. And he was like, he does shit behind. He's like, everything that I get shit for, because Jax is also an idiot. He's not smart enough to cover his tracks. He's a fucking idiot. So he's sloppy and it's everywhere. But he's like, all the things that I get in trouble for doing, everyone in this room is doing. That is his subtle way of saying like, hey, Sandoval and Schwartz are doing this shit too. And nobody fucking listened. Nobody paid attention. And if you would have told me when I started that watching that show back in the early 2000s or late 10, 2000s, whatever. If you had told me that Jax Taylor was going to be the one who called it, so to speak, you, you could have knocked me over with a feather. I would never have believed it. The fact that Jack Taylor, Jax Taylor was right is mind blowing. <laughs> it was not on your VPR bingo card. No, no. So I, I am interested to see how season 11 goes. I really hope it's interesting. I am worried it's not going to be. Well, we will make it interesting because we're watching it. Yes. Yes. I can't wait. I can't wait. It's going to be a good time. I'm excited to dive in. The promo looks good. The promo looks good. The promo looks good. I just hope that like they don't sister wives it and like drag out the like all that we saw in the trailers, all of the good stuff that happens this season and it takes all season to get to it. Um I mean, they do and they don't. I don't think they're nearly as bad as TLC, but I also was not like a religious watcher. So, yeah, we'll see. We'll see. They also have the fact that every they know everyone's watching it now. Oh, yeah. They know that it is under a microscope. And that they're going to mm-hmm. get a shit ton of ratings right at the beginning. And if they don't keep the momentum up, they're going to lose everyone. Oh, yeah. Well, and they because we also have CIA level <laughs> fan investigators. Oh, yeah. OK. People who are going the through amount- like episode by episode looking for signs. It's an it's insane. And the, the things that they picked up on, too, mm-hmm. like there's a whole scene that made it to air Sandoval grabbed Raquel's ass in the shot nobody saw it until like you go back and look at things with a fucking fine tooth comb and it's it's bizarre like it was definitely an experience watching that and being like I guess I could see how nobody put this together until it all like the one puzzle piece falls into place that connects it all. I feel like that's what happened. It was like, oh, my God, that explains this and this and this and this. Yeah. All of these innocuous things are no longer innocuous. They were. That was the thing. They were so innocuous. Like. 
I guess that's what made it so diabolical for me was that it was like, those are things that I would also probably have brushed off had mm-hmm. I been Ariana. Yeah. Some of them. Not all of them. Not all of them. Not all of them. So what about you? Any any more thoughts? No, I'm excited to to sip on all of the tea and I really hope that it it delivers, but you know, it is reality TV, so there's no guarantee. Well, I guess we'll see. We'll see. All right. Well, thank you all so much for listening. If you want to check out what is coming up next on the pod, be sure to follow us over at Instagram. It's Mel and Jill Geek Out. Or if you have a suggestion of what we should geek out about next, shoot us an email at jillandmelgeekout at gmail.com. Again, my name is Melissa. And I'm Jill. And this has been Mel and Jill Geek Out. Bye. Let's go get some pump teenies. <laughs>